calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast. Or you can email us at workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Working Fans Podcast. Fans, welcome back for Working Fans Comedy Cast, episode 36. This week, we are doing a 531 on top Leslie Nielsen movies. Let us know in the comments what your favorite Leslie Nielsen movie is, because fucked if we know. Next week on Working Fans Comedy Cast, episode 37, we will be talking hilariously bad horror movies and funny horror movies. Think parody movies, things like that. Dave, I got to be honest with you. There's some weeks we come in here, we know we're going to kill it. Mm. This week, I think, is one of those weeks where we're going to be doing a little heavy lifting, man. It's going to be a little more personality and a little less list this week, I feel. Yeah, bro. Uh, we talked about this last night. So, all right. So, yeah, fuck Leslie Nielsen. I remember so, the topic. So, Leslie Nielsen is the topic this week, top five movies. And I'm, I'm guessing by me and Joe's reaction, that Chevy was the one who picked this category. <laughs> Sorry, Chevy, when you hear this. But Joe was talking to me last night, and he's like, I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of lists. And he's like, I don't know what we're going to do. And I'm like, I'll be honest, I was just planning on telling everybody how much I hated Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> and then me and Joe realized that neither one of us were fans. But we got some people's list, and we owe it to them to fucking do this. So. Well, I mean, I guess I would put it as much as, uh, it's not that I'm not a fan, I just haven't watched a ton of his stuff. I've seen him in movies. Sure. I'm like, oh, that's Leslie Nielsen. Like, I know he's funny. He's just not like a Jim Carrey or somebody like that that I would seek out. Yeah, I don't. I remember seeing him as a kid. I wasn't really uh, too interested in him. I didn't really like the style of comedy he did, I think. I thought he ruined my SummerSlam 94. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that. <clears throat> I'm dying. I'm sorry, Leslie. Yeah, the text First. last night was Leslie Nielsen is bitch me, I think was the last one I got. Something about, yeah, he ain't shit. Never was. Fuck that little guy he had running around with him in all those naked gun movies. You know what I'm <laughs> talking about. I don't know his name. AJ would know it. That fat motherfucker. He was flying around <laughs> with him. But. All right. So before we really desecrate the name of Leslie Nielsen, I actually looked up a little bit of information on him because I didn't just want it to be a bunch of movies we weren't familiar with. So. Right. I found a New York Times article written shortly after he died, born February 11th, 1926. If he had just held on one more day, we could have shared the same birthday. He was born in Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. grew up in Edmonton. He debuted in radio in Calgary. He debuted on TV on the CBS Actors Studio. And his first film was in 1956. Mm. He had like 30 years of dramatic and romantic roles before he became a comedic actor that me and Dave gave two fucks about. Now, some people that did give a fuck about Leslie Nielsen are Mike Shannon from the Mothership Facebook group, who had Naked Gun, I'm going to assume one, Airplane, Naked Gun 33 and a third, Dracula Dead and Loving It, and Spy Hard. Yeah. So, kind of cool. He's from Canada, <laughs> I guess. You know, Saskatchewan. That's what Bret Hart won the world title. That meant something to me. That was his first WWE <laughs> flair. Um, but it's a comedy cast. So I guess what I'm saying is cool. <laughs> you know, let me just say this about Leslie Nielsen before we go on. All right. I'm not telling you the guy's not talented at what he does. I just don't care about what he does. And I don't have any interest in it. So, you know, for the people that really love this and they're going to be like so happy, they're like, oh, Leslie Nielsen films this is great. And, you really like it. You know, that's cool. <laughs> that's what I got to <laughs> say. That's cool. I didn't realize you came here to cry today. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you call it Leslie Nielsen. I call it Saturday. We're recording this on a Saturday. <laughs> so let I go to Michael Caldwell. Caldwell. He gave us a list, and I was happy he did. I actually asked Mike Flynn for a list, and Mike Flynn said, I'm not a fan. No. Which <laughs> 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 is should have been the key. That something was going to be up. But anyway, we know our audience. But Michael Caldwell, he was nice enough to send us a list. Draco, Dead and Loving It, 
Naked Gun, Airplane, Spy Hard, Police Squad. Police Squad. That, I don't know if that was a dramatic film or a TV series. I think that was a TV series that might have been the start of his comedic run. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Now, <clears throat> I did notice Naked Gun, Airplane, and Spy Hard all got mentioned again. So we'll keep that in mind because yep. that's the best we can do for these guys. Chris Zauha from the Mothership Facebook group really had the heart of the matter here. He has Naked Gun, Creep Show, and number three, I don't care. <laughs> I wanted to pick that too because Creep Show would probably be the only one I'd put on a list. I didn't know he was in Creep Show. I'd actually want to check that out. So that's kind of funny. Jesse from New Hampshire, Airplane, Naked Gun, Spy Hard. And that's about it. Always felt all his movies are the same. LOL. You can leave me off or just put my partial list. I don't care either way. <laughs> Jesse, I God, quoted that because I felt that really represented what we were going into this week. So no worries. <laughs> yeah, now I've got Dan Titus from the Mothership Facebook group. He's got Forbidden Planet, Repossessed, Naked Gun. Oh, I got Naked Gun again. Probably Naked Gun 2. Yeah, and Spy Hard. I mean, it really doesn't fucking matter this week. If you're here, you're here because you like us and you got suckered in with Leslie Nielsen movies. This is a bait and switch. We are sorry. Yeah. I guess Leslie Nielsen. I mean, he was a great actor. He really kind of he was the middle part of all those movies he was in. Hmm. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know how they say there's like the there's like that Twitter audience that bite vocal minority. But in the big scheme of things, they're not really a big representation. That's probably yeah. us. We just happen to be that group, you know? <laughs> like, ah, you know and it's one know. of those things, like, we rarely talk about something we don't like. Or yeah. if we don't like it, we try and find a positive. But I think the only positive about this is I was never a Naked Gun fan. I'm sure mm -hmm. Airplane is funny. Spy Hard's got to be great. We heard... Dame shit on Dracula dead and loving it a couple weeks ago. Ruined mm. Mel Brooks's career. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the, I'd be interested maybe if I watched these movies now, maybe with a different eye, you know, as I'm older. I don't care enough to do it. <laughs> so fuck them. Yeah, because there's so much stuff out there now that it's like, yeah, well, yeah, we can I go got, back and check Leslie Nielsen movies. I got nothing else better, better to do in my fucking day. <laughs> go check out Naked Gun two and a half. I'm well, you right. gonna make Dave play Leslie Nielsen movies on his phone on the passenger seat of the bread truck? That it's could only happen. lead to trouble. It's not happened. I've been pulled over once already for this, and it wasn't for Leslie Nielsen films. <laughs> you leave that to your imagination. Banana in the tailpipe. All right, I got Randy Osga here with a list. He's got Airplane, The Naked Gun from the Files of the Police Squad. Okay, yep, that's the uh, first one. All right, Spy Hard, Wrongfully Accused, Surf Ninja, and Nuts. Okay, so Randy had a list, and he seemed content, so good for him. <laughs> Actually, I should have read you Albert Bettis' list first from the Mothership Facebook group, because he's such a fan of the Naked Gun movies, we got the proper titles. Huh. His number one, The Naked Gun from the Files of the Police Squad. The second one... The Naked Gun, two and a half, The Smell of Fear, Naked Gun, 33 and a third, The Final Insult, until you hear episode 36 of the Working Fans Comedy, <laughs> Airplane, and Spy Hard. Yeah, we got some insults here. Yeah. Anyway, that's a list. So going on to Scott uh, from Voluntown, he wrote Airplane, Creep Show, even though it's neither a comedy nor a starring role, the Naked Gun films. So he just. Left it at that. I'm gonna say those last three will round up his list. One, two, yeah. And three, yeah. Yeah, all right. So that's five. You got anything else? <laughs> Harry Priestie <laughs> from the Mothership Facebook group. He's got the Naked Gun One, the Naked Gun Two, the Naked Gun Three, Airplane. And I bet if there was a Naked Gun Four, that would be on this. But since Leslie Nielsen left us too soon, he has Spy Hard. That's too bad. Yeah, I got a list from Zach St. John, who's going to probably be upset when he hears this episode, because he wrote, love him. <laughs> I'm glad he did that. I thought he fucked up SummerSlam 94. I reiterate that from the beginning of the podcast up to now. Zach will talk about that. All right, he's got Naked Gun, Airplane, Dracula, Dead and Love in it, Naked Gun 2.5, or 
two and a half. And he's got Repossessed, which I think I might have seen part of. I think it's a parody of an exorcist, the exorcist film. I'm on the edge of my seat. I got to go see it today. (laughs) Might have been somewhat even funny. (laughs) So I got one more list after this, so I don't know what you got. (laughs) Let me hit you with three in a row then. These are all from the Mothership Facebook group. God bless the Mothership Facebook group. (laughs) They turned out for this. Thank God. Naked Gun, Creep Show, The Poseidon Adventure, Dracula Dead and Loving It, and repossessed with cameos by Jesse Ventura and Gene Okerlund, just to bring it around to the wrestling side. I actually remember that. Yeah, during like something when she's flipping out, they just popped up randomly. All right, that's good. I'll give them that. Notice how we saw the least glimmer of care in Dave's eyes. It's like he came to life for a minute, but yeah. he's going to be dead on Bed Rich's list because it's Naked Gun 1, Naked Gun 2, Naked Gun 3, Scary Movie. Airplane, fucking amazing. James Castillo's got a list. Naked Gun 1, Naked Gun 2, Scary Movie 3, Airplane, and what the fuck is Surf Ninjas? Is Surf Ninjas that good a movie that it would be one of Leslie Nielsen's best? I feel like Jonathan Taylor Thomas takes center role in this. couple things. One, uh, Scary Movie was okay. That was funny. I don't remember uh, Leslie Nielsen being in the original one he went i thought he was in late whatever apparently he was in one and three no shit hmm. i just remember there was the scene we don't care enough to fact check you so lie no. we yeah, could give so, you shits so apparently uh no, not apparently. so there was i think it's scary movie two actually though Wayne brothers i think it's maybe marlon okay there's a, there's a part i always remember when the murder had just happened and they're like they have like the reporters up to him and you know they asked, were you close to the lady? And he's like, yeah, I was pretty close. But then the roofie started wearing off. So I pulled my tongue out of her ass and I got the hell out of there. <laughs> and that has always been one of my favorite lines from a movie. So I don't remember Leslie Nielsen being in that, but that shit was funny. That brought me some smiles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to bring you Mike Phillips, the last list I got from the Rock and Randy's Rock and Wrestling Group. He's got Naked Gun, Airplane, Creep Show, Viva Knievel, and Hidden Planet. All right. Well, I'm going to give you Chevy, friend of the show, part of the show. We're sorry, Chevy. Combat ass. He had Dracula Dead and Loving It, Airplane, Naked Gun, Surf Ninjas, Naked Gun 33 and a third, and not a comedy, but he was great in it. Forbidden Planet. So <laughs> I've heard Naked Gun a lot. Yeah, let's just get right to it, guys. We'll try to get an interview with this show. Airplane. This week too. Um, <laughs> I think the best thing we could do is just go Naked Gun, <laughs> Naked Gun Two, <laughs> and instead of going and for Naked Gun Ninjas, we'll throw, I was gonna say throw an airplane. <laughs> Yeah, give it to Airplane, but and hey, this is going to be a rare time. You hear the music. You know what that means. Fuck them. That's why. Yeah, we don't got an answer. Get at us in the comments. And if you don't like the way we treated Leslie Nielsen, well, that's on you, homie. You like us. We we didn't come to you with this. We just put it out in the ether, and you stumbled into this. So we'll see you next week when we talk top five hilariously bad horror movies that's how bad leslie nielsen was i forgot to mention hilariously bad horror movies at the top of the show what the fuck we want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show 482 designs that is f-o-u-r the number is 82 designs 482 designs you can find them on facebook by looking up f-o-u-r 82 designs at f-o-u-r-8-2 designs on instagram and if you want to email them go to f-o-u-r-8-2 designs at gmail.com pretty soon we're going to be rolling out some high quality t-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor please check them out for any of your screen printing needs first off it's a light years better than our first one also like the vibes are washer and dryer they look good and they're good quality 
Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2-Designs. Okay, so podcast, and obviously, that's... One of your main loves now, but like you did say you do do com- do do. Do do. This is the do do podcast. <laughs> but you you also are in comedy now, and yeah, what yeah. what what made you decide to transition into that? Why, why did you go in that direction? Well, okay, so okay, I started doing comedy open mics like in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. so it's been a long, long time, but. I didn't take it like super seriously or like commit myself fully to it for a really long time. I was just, it was just kind of something else I was doing. So I would say I wouldn't call myself a comedian for a long time. I would just say I'm somebody who does comedy. Okay. So I, I think now I'll call myself, I'll say I'm a comedian. That's something I'm okay with saying now because I've been doing it long enough and I've been paid well for some of my comedy. So I will go ahead and say I'm a comedian now. But for a while, I would just say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person who happens to do comedy every once in a while. And it was, I'd say it just passed the 10 year anniversary of, I had, I had to have brain surgery 10 years ago Oh no shit. and I couldn't wrestle, but I needed a creative outlet. So I mm. just went and did some stand up and I was doing so 10 years ago. I, I kind of dug myself a little bit deeper, like my heels a little bit deeper into the comedy world. And I started, I started walking that path and like the thing that fascinates me about it is that like. Comedy is such an art form, just as is just as is wrestling. Like yes. exactly the time where it's like building a set is like building a match. So like calling a match is the same. You want to up and down with the with the folks. So you want to you want to take them on this journey. So uh, it's building the set and like and like seeing what worked this time and what you know what you want to what you might want to put into it it's kind of the same as like building a move set or like mm. trying to put a match together it's such an art form and the thing with comedy is is i get up there and i could talk to a microphone and i can get the same validation i can still get that instant that instant gratification of the laughter and applause as i do from being in the ring except for like i don't have to take my clothes off and no one punches me in my face All right yeah, easier on the body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, less less risks for concussions. I doing stuff. I, I was thinking. I love I love the honesty. It comes so forefront you because all you have to do is look at this podcast and you've given me two very different answers, but they're very honest. Your pre match wrestle wrestle was taking a poop, but when you came to comedy, you gave me a very serious. You know, I had brain surgery. I had to take some time off, and it led to this metamorphosis i just appreciate that because it's like all right whether it's silly or serious this is who i am yeah yeah that's science man it's the genuine article right (laughs) no i get that's great i got i'm glad i wrote some notes because it helps keep me on task (laughs) you'll get many different directions (laughs) yeah we 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 know we can get lost falling into rabbit holes all day i love it let's do it all damn rabbit holes every one of them I, I was going to ask, you kind of did it a little bit too, because like there is that similarity with wrestling comedy. And to me, it's like when I used to hear some of the older timers, wrestlers would talk about going to different territories and having to change their style and their moveset for this. And I figured, okay, comedy is a similar thing, right? You got You might not be able to pull the same routine everywhere. But then again, maybe if you're, you might just have to tweak it just a little bit, right? Well, like with comedy and wrestling in that same in that same vein, there's um there's the same kind of like you're working different kinds of crowds and you got to play mm-hmm. to the room, you got to read the room before you get before you go and decide that you're gonna like do a like a a risque spot or something. Mm-hmm. The same with like if you're gonna do some blue material, it's it's like you got to see like who's gonna get upset about this and who's not. Meaning, like, uh, and and not even anymore. It does, they don't. It's not as much of a factor anymore. And I mean, it still might be, and it still kind of ugh, grosses me out a little bit. But grosses me out because it's like, like it's old. It's old programming, I guess. Like, um, when people still do the this the like uh, like the stupid uh, homosexual spots, and they're like, oh, you know, like they're doing fake gay spots just for pops, and it's like, leave the. <clears throat> do, Right. We don't need that. No. <laughs> no. No, and there's a lot of like great support now, even in yeah. wrestling for the mm-hmm. gay community. Mm-hmm. And yes, but you're right. There is still some of that. It's mm-hmm. just like 
it just comes off so outdated. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's it's amateur. It's really amateur. And yeah. it's like one of my trainer, one of my trainers is a gay guy, and he he, he we we uh, put we used to put on wrestling shows at gay clubs back in the like I. I I was uh, before before uh, all this other crap. I was the first the first ever LGBT World Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> like, oh, right. we did that two thousand eight. So no one else was doing gay shows or anything. Mm -hmm. But we were doing that. Eddie Eddie and I were doing that back back in the day. And uh, my my gimmick was that that I wasn't I wasn't a real gay. I was a gay for pay, and it, and it would piss eddie off because i was making his whole community look bad <laughs> and uh, so we we feuded over the title because he w he didn't think i was a good representative of his culture that's so funny <laughs> so, I, I love that, that that is so like symbolic of getting back to pro wrestling like it's an art form right and also right. Mm -hmm. i guess pro wrestling could be comedy it could uh -huh. be yeah. yeah it could be whatever that's awesome <laughs> so funny wait so now like would comedy I've talked to a few comedians and they'll say this term. I don't know if you if it applies to you, but they call it finding their voice. Mm -hmm. You know, it took them a while to find their voice. Do you feel like you found your voice? Constantly searching. I'm okay. Nonstop search. I, I, I've never, I'm, I'll never say I'm done. I'll never say. And, and that's the same thing with my goals in comedy. My, my goals in comedy, when we talk about my goals left, yeah. like what's left for me in comedy, my, my goals are to get really good. I want to get very, very good. I don't ever. I don't want. I don't go. I want a Netflix special. I want an HBO special. No, I don't want to film anything. I don't mm. want there to be evidence of me not being as great as I can be until I'm undeniably great. Mm. So yes, um, finding my vo finding my voice is still something I'm trying to do, and I've been told a couple of times that I'm I've been finding it, and I've been told by other comics like, "Oh, dude, you found it." And hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's kind of up to me, huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That does sound like something you would have to know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I don't know, but it is called finding your voice. So. Right. Not not finding another comedian's voice. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, now, would you say I don't? I've heard. Now, are you a, a clean comic? Do you do summer skate stuff or? Uh, well, I mean. Same same thing when it goes to like like I said like reading the room and stuff. Yeah, I try to keep it pretty clean. I've been doing a lot of family stuff lately, so mm -hmm. I, I've been keeping it clean. Like I, it's it's easy way to kind of uh, it's kind of an easy way to there's it's not hard to to be smart about the way you deliver something. Like I have a I'll just give you this quick example and and how I how I edit it and tell me if you pick up how it's edited. <laughs> Okay, so I, I do this bit about libraries and how like I'm surprised about libraries existing because like everyone's got the internet and the internet kind of like, like everyone's holds the world's knowledge in their in their hands in their pocket like they don't the 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 library is kind of who needs it anymore right so the library near me has tons of cars in the parking lot all the time and I had no idea what was going on so I was like you know what let me just go see why there's so many cars in the parking lot. Everybody in the park, everybody that was there was just standing in line waiting to use the internet inside the library. They're just like, what are you doing? You can't use the thing that makes this place obsolete inside of the place. <laughs> I was like, I equate that to you going to like your, your girlfriend's house holding hands with your side piece. And you're like, hey, you mind if we just make out in your living room? If, if, if we French kiss in your living room? <laughs> So it's it's a lot of uh, not self, but like just looking at your surroundings. Mm -hmm. type yeah, it's thing, right. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty observational. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah, like sure. uh, well. <laughs> that is such a great thing about the library too. I never even like you're right. It's like they just basically like well fuck it, we got to be around. So <laughs> let's put this thing here that should be putting us out of business. And then, right. You know. <laughs> right, like who who decided at the library to put the internet in there? Right. Yeah, someone who didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> this this might cost us our whole entire our whole entire livelihood. Now, did you have some comedians growing up that you really liked that um, were a big fan of? Or oh man, I had a crazy amount of comedians I was big fans of. I okay, so I was huge on Dane Cook when Dane Cook was first mm -hmm. like first like 
Harmful was swallowed when that came out. That was like, well, all right, I, I've cemented that comedy is going to be a thing I do now. But I'd say Pablo Francisco, uh, his style, his style and his his silliness all felt like that something that lent to my childhood voice mm -hmm. uh, that that like helped me develop my comedy style was kind of being goofy around my friends. Mike Birbiglia, Daniel Tosh, yep. Mitch Hedberg, definitely number oh, one, uh... number one all time favorite comedian, Mitch Hedberg. So all inspirations to me, for sure. For sure, mm. stuff that made me want to do comedy. Did I give you enough names? Oh, you gave me plenty, yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you ever, did you ever find yourself, like, because you're a big fan of these guys, did you ever find yourself where you're not meaning to, but maybe your material would be too similar and you had to change it? Or is that not an issue? It's, it's, I think it's well known with comedians that a lot of, a lot of comedians for their first years are kind of doing impressions of their favorite comics. Hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Yeah, it sounds like that would be something, right? Because you're you're trying to develop your own uh -huh. stuff, yeah. but so you're find, also finding, pulling. You, finding your voice comes when you stop impersonating other people who you look up mm -hmm. to. So, so I'm more me than I've ever been on stage now. So I'm closer to finding my voice than I've ever been. But but for sure, like. For sure, wanting wanting to do bits that were like Brian Regan or like mm -hmm. Pete Holmes, like some of these people are my favorite comedians, and I love their style. And we have such similar speech patterns as well. So it it sometimes will, f and like there's certain things like I had to I stopped doing a thing because of uh, Pete Holmes kind of start started doing, it and I was like, there's absolutely no way he he got this from me because there's no way that he would have seen it, but. We got, so, we're good. We got broken <laughs> for that second. That, uh, once in a while it happened. Um, you were uh, explaining about how um, you like the style of Brian Regan and uh, Pete Holmes. You love their style, but yeah. you were going to the explanation. Um, you're like some, some, some bits, some ideas, uh, inceptual. You know what I mean? Some concepts, mm -hmm. some premises. There's absolutely no way. Like, there's only so many things that people can talk about. And it's right. not like... If I bring, yeah. up a bring up a thing, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, he just did that exact thing, but like, he doesn't, there's no way he'll know me. I'm not, I'm not a famous person who's out here doing comedy in front of hundreds of thousands of people and I don't have anything online, but I did a whole, I did a bit about looking at the toilet paper after you wipe your ass. I did, I did that. And then Pete Holmes did a bit about that, about Elon Musk looking at his shit on the toilet paper and then, and then being like, all right. Now I'm going to drive home, get in this car, drive home. Like <laughs> the toilet paper was the best technology still. <laughs> but, but I had a bit like that I was doing similar about like, um, I was saying like, I said, make some noise. If when you, when you blow your nose, you then look at the tissue and I'm like, now same. If you look at the tissue after you wipe your tush. <laughs> and then Pete Holmes, Pete Holmes had his special come out that he had a bit that was similar to that. And I was like, you know, I'm never going to do that bit again. Not, right. not, not because I think he's stolen and I'm like, I'm not, no. not upset about it. I'm like, oh, it's, it's okay. He did it way better. Like yeah. there's certain jokes that if I decide it's okay, I'd never do it again. Then there's never anger about it. Like I, I did this, I was doing this one bit for a while and I, I, somebody did it. Somebody did it at an open mic and it was definitely way better than mine. And I was like, never doing it again. <laughs> it's not like, hey, that guy stole it from me. <sighs> nope, yeah. nope, have it. He's way better at it. Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm just curious. So now, you know, going full circle here. We got the wrestling, the comedy, podcasting. <laughs> what made you do podcasting? Okay. So I, start, I told you about my other podcast called Rassle Rock, right? Right. So... Uh, a part of part of a team doing that so we were doing it, it was okay it was me rick connor and matt flowers started doing this podcast and we started i think uh, it's been a long time ago now so i think 2012 was when we first okay. start, started podcasting we we started out with our first podcast called pod trash and it was, and it was just a, a silly silly goose like stupid ass time with some friends talking about movies and movies and tv and pro wrestling mm. and comedy okay and, so just hang out with your friends yeah, yeah yeah so we were doing that and then and then rick started going to the connecticut school of broadcasting right 
and they had a studio in there and we started going into the studio to record Rassel Rock. So we started doing that and then we went to a different studio and the studios that we found were all charging us uh, money for studio time. Mm. And uh, I had a friend, I had a friend who had a, a podcast studio close to my house and, and I, and it wasn't her studio, but it was where she was recording her podcast. And I was like, Hey, how much does Johnny charge you studio time? And she was like, nothing. Why do you want your own show? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like when I when I was really asking, thinking like, oh, maybe we can start doing Rassel Rock there. But I was like, but I was like, yeah, I want my own show. And uh-huh. I was, but I had been thinking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. I had been thinking about it because of listening to listening to podcasts that inspired me. So I'd say mm-hmm. I I listened to I I listened to uh, you made it weird with Pete Holmes podcast, and that that lit a fire under me. And I think I listened. To tons of WTF, the Mark Marin podcast, yep. and tons of Joe Rogan, and I just wanted another. I wanted another because the other thing with the studio space that we were renting to do the Wrestle podcast, it was like mm. we'd only have an hour and we'd have to talk about wrestling. And I'd always go like, "There's so much more about me that I want people who want to know me to know." Right. And, and I I, I want to have an outlet for that. So. Like at the end of the end of the hour every week, I was finding myself going, ah, there was so much I wanted to say that I didn't get a chance to say. So I wanted to have a whole show where I could fill it up with the things that I didn't get a chance to say. Yeah, no, we get it. You know, we've been talking on this show for a while. Like when we brainstormed the name Working Fans, it wasn't, it was going to be a wrestling podcast, but we ended up looking at it as a blessing because like, oh, we didn't put wrestling in there. That's kind of mm-hmm. good because now we can go talk about comedy and we can talk about martial arts we started and it's like yeah i mean so i guess it's great right like that's one of the great things about podcasting you can take it wherever you want it Mm -hmm. and would you say it's your most fulfilling creatively or you know i mean it's all different obviously oh bro that's that's a great question that is a very great question i'd say oh shit over the top i don't know i'm thinking that never mind so the creatively kind of it's definitely something I'm very proud that I have, yeah. you know, and it's definitely where people go like, oh, what's your favorite episode or whatever. Like, I'll get that question sometimes. They're like, oh, I want to listen to it. Tell me what's like the best episode to listen to at first. And I can never, yeah. ever give you that, ever give you that answer. I could always be like, um, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like every one of them. I can't. I can't. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to that. Because it feels to me like it doesn't take any extra talent to to be good at the thing that I really enjoy doing. But when it comes to, like, wrestling, that takes a ton of talent and a ton of precision. And, a ton of, and w- with comedy, it takes a ton of time and a ton, mm-hmm. ton of precision. With comedy, I mean, I'm sorry, with podcasting, it's just kind of natural. You know, it is, it's very easy. But not easy in a way where, like, I'm just breezing through it. It's just, like, I'm enjoying how right. how... Uh, footloose and fancy free this is right it's very organic right it's just mm-hmm. it's just naturally it's you like you said authenticity right you want to just have it show through with you and podcasting might be just the easiest way to do that i would think yeah yeah because yeah. i mean i don't i don't want to advertise myself as anything i don't want to i don't want to make you believe I'm something I'm not. I'm absolutely going to be honest the whole time. I'm never covering anything up. Um, the, the, thing, the, thing, the thing about this too, about me wanting to start my own thing, because I just didn't want it to be only wrestling. Right. I mean, that's, it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable <laughs> to talk about wrestling when you're talking to a wrestler. And anybody, anybody who's ever been on the show, we wound up like spinning back around and talk about wrestling. Sometimes, I mean... Sometimes only for seconds at a time, but it's it's like there's so many lessons that I've learned inside of wrestling mm-hmm. that they apply to anything. They apply to all mm-hmm. the topics that we're ever talking about. So it would lend for an example or something. You know, and it, and it all everything's cyclical. I think it's all yeah. cyclical. Like I want everything I do to serve everything else I do. So that going back to the goals part, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I want somebody to go, hey, this guy, this guy is a comedian. 
Oh, oh, did you see he is also a wrestler? Oh, did you see that he's also a podcaster? Did you see that he's also an actor in movies and TV and stuff? Oh, does, mm. and so everything else feeds everything else. So like more people will discover my podcast through all the other endeavors that I'm inside of that, that it's, I don't want to limit. I don't want to limit. I don't want to, I don't want a ceiling right. on, on who can be exposed to who can be exposed to this fun that I'm having. Yeah. And they can all branch out and lead to other stuff. Maybe other stuff you didn't even know you wanted to sometimes. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, dude, I, I say this all the time and please, if it applies and you can, you can use it in the future, please do. You don't have to credit me. Uh, you, you can, if you want to, but whatevs, if you don't, <laughs> but I say all the time growing up as a kid, I was like, I want to be a comedian. That was the first thing I ever said I wanted to do. Okay. I wanted to be a comedian. And then, and then when I was, when I was like 12, I was like, I'm going to be a wrestler. It's absolutely the, the, the stamped it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a wrestler. So all I ever wanted to do as a kid was be a wrestler and a comedian. Those are the main two things I ever wanted to do. I never said I wanted to be a podcaster because right. that didn't exist yet. Right. So sometimes you don't know what you want because what you want doesn't exist yet. So, mm -hmm. so when it comes to you saying it could lead to something else that you don't even know about yet. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm not counting on it, but I'm kind of counting on it. Right. I feel you. I totally <laughs> understand that. We had a thing that and we're not bragging about or anything because it was just something to lend to the story. We ended up getting asked to do some commentary, me and one of the guys on the show, for uh, this wrestling promotion in Florida. Mm -hmm. We didn't really get produced. They sent us some videos. So it is what it was. Like when you look back, it's almost like you watch yourself and like, ah. But it was still a fun experience. Because, you know, there's that young kid in you that's like remembering, listening to Jim Ross and, you know, all the other favorite, Girl Monsoon, whatever, you know, commentators. And I'm just like, it's pretty fucking cool. I didn't know. I just was doing a podcast. I wasn't planning on doing that. And like, I just kind of, it kind of kept my eyes open. Like, oh, this could lead to other stuff from time to time. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's pretty great. I, and I just, I'm at the point right now where, you know, I, I haven't done a whole lot of episodes lately because I, I started working two jobs mm. and I, I was working one job before and it was, it was, uh, it was like every Monday through Friday. So I yep. knew that like Monday through Friday I could, you know, get out of work and record a podcast. And now it's like, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm serving tables at a mm -hmm. restaurant, which is like, you never know when you're going to get out or what you, when you, oh, yeah. when you're, so it's kind of like an ends to me. Like, you know, <clears throat> you know, it's mostly, you know, it's just a job and then I'm working and then I'm working part-time at my gym. So I, you know, I just, I'm just there two days and I go right from there to the other job. So it's not like <laughs> I, I could, <laughs> I could record during those times that I'm now not home. So I can't record. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's that time trying to Sch balance. Scheduling wise, it's been tougher to record stuff, but it's once I, anytime I ever do, it's just like jumping right back on the horse. You know what I mean? It's it's like riding a bike. It's the, it's all, it's the same amount of fun from last time. Now I, you have you done any acting recently too, or the last thing I did? It's not out yet, but it's 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 called Not for Nothing. It's I don't know where it's going to be streaming on, if it will be, but I think it's like doing those festival circuits right now. It's directed by this guy Frank Tartaglia, written and directed by Frank Tartaglia, but it's starring Mark Webber, who's from Scott Pilgrim. He was one of the. Okay. He was Stephen Stills in in the Scott Pilgrim, okay. but that was the last thing I did, and that was uh, mid. Not, I don't want to say mid COVID, but it was while COVID was still going on. So mm. we all had to wear masks and get COVID tests every day before we shot. But before that, I did. Um, I haven't been doing a ton because really, like before before quarantine started, before COVID started, before twenty twenty. You know the whole disaster uh, of it all, the, yeah. the world. <laughs> I was I was making the bulk of my income from like acting and wow. do, doing background work and stuff for TV shows and movies and stuff. And that was, you know, that was like how I was paying my rent and doing that and like side hustling with like Uber Eats or something. But mm. then you know then it all then it all started the 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 COVID and I then started working. 
I just started working a regular job. I started working, I was doing HVAC, like as a, oh, yeah. as like a apprentice and did it till, till August. And I got, I got to a point where the person I was working for was being too manipulative and treating me in a, in a nature that I did not appreciate. So I had to get that person out of my life. So right. it was less about me wanting to quit that job because I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to quit working. I wanted that money, but I definitely wasn't going to allow myself to be punished as I was, I was being punished in a way that I didn't deserve because I'm not a child, but mm -hmm. I was being spoken to like I was a child oh, yeah. and I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to get those people out of your life. That's a good lesson for anybody, man. Like I don't, I own a little business delivering bread and it's not like the best because like the hours are kind of rough, mm -hmm. but I run the reasons that led me to that was because I got tired of, I was in a management position, sometimes stuff too. And it was just very negative. You end up having to be the guy you don't want to be sometimes. And then, you know, you can't rely on people all the time and you get disappointed. And it's like, yeah, I kind of want to do my own thing. And I was lucky <laughs> enough to get into that. But then that also doing that and not like kind of liking it, but not loving it made me realize like i started going hey what else can we do here and it was like after my divorce we started talking about podcasting and stuff like that and like and that's just like so fun right that's when you get the great and it's part of it it's like you want just positive people in your life and that's a skill too i think too sometimes sometimes we don't have as much control over it as we like but there is a skill to like picking positive people in your life too i think you know what's funny and uh, and and I go back to this in my brain a lot, and, I, and I've talked about it a few times on my podcast, Evolving with Cord Castle on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Check uh, that shit out. I had to be like seven or eight or something. I know I was a child. I know I was really young, but I remember the moment. I was sitting in my room at the time. My mom had set up the room where there was a toy box that like flipped to a desk. So like the, the back of it, it was a bench that you could flip and it would turn into a desk, right? And I was sitting at that desk and up on the walls, there was a, a there was like a map of the United States on the one wall and on the other wall to my left, there was a, a map of the world, right? And I remember looking up at those things and thinking about how everything I see through my eyes is like a TV show for aliens or mm. God or, <laughs> whatever i was like there's got this has got to be some sort of sacred transmission hmm. so i started then thinking my life was this tv show or movie so i don't think i really applied anything until like later on until i got like like really hard into that into that memory where yeah. i was like you know i want to cast my show hmm. the, the show that's me i want to make sure the cast of this show is serving the plot of this show. Mm. So cast cast your show that serves your plot. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Get the right characters and actors to be in your show. <laughs> well, I would I would I would also say this other thing. I always say think about the top five people that you hang out with and talk to the most. Mm -hmm. Think about how many of those people want anything from you or are getting anything from you or are relying on you for anything. Mm -hmm. And like question whether or not they belong in your top five. Oh, yeah. You're, you're MySpace top five. Right, 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 right. <laughs> A little throwback. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. I just – my girlfriend were talking about this the other day. Like I'm big into this point in my life and part of it is I'm older now. And I'm doing okay financially. Like it's one of those businesses that can go like, you know – truck to go tomorrow and it's like well, i'm poor again but <laughs> <laughs> you know so you just you ride the race and you can but mm -hmm. i am big into like i was telling her too like let's just do nice things for each other because we want to like if i buy this for you or something you don't owe me anything it's okay i'm not even thinking about it like we were talking about because like i'm watching this cat for right and she'll be like oh i don't like, you don't owe me anything like you know like, even if this doesn't work out you think i'm gonna be like God damn that kitty litter! She got me. You know, it's oh, like man. I'm yeah. burnt. I'm burnt for that four ninety nine, yo. <laughs> right. Right. Like, that's the last thing I didn't get shit about that. But and so like and she's gotten into that too, and we're just good about it because I'm gonna do something. And but she was telling about someone in her life that um, the other day 
was to kind of hold something over her head and she'd forgotten about it, you know, because she's really busy. She said, I didn't think about it. But she said, also, I got to tell you, she said, the whole not keeping score thing is really good. But it got me out of, I like, oh, this person does keep score. And for her, unfortunately, it was a family member more. So mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. one of those things where she can't completely get rid of them, but she's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a philosophy I think that I picked up from my family. Like, we always 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 get each other and then it's never it's never it's never kept track no one's ever keeping score no one's ever going you owe me that or i owe you this or none of that so one of one of my one of my best friends he used to live in my house with me he was my roommate at a point we we started saying let's just start operating at square you don't owe me nothing i don't owe you nothing yeah ever like i don't Unless it's like something that's like a big ask, right? Unless you're like, "Hey, can I borrow seven hundred dollars for some yeah. reason that's important to my survival?" Yeah. Like that's a whole other thing, <laughs> right? There's levels, right? right. You have to, right. Right. yeah. But but for the most part, I like to operate at square with anybody who I'm, who is in my circle. I'm like, well, you know, you don't owe me anything. I don't I don't owe you anything because most likely. And I've I've noticed, and maybe this is me coming to a realization live on the air. Most of the times, I'm doing more stuff for other people than they're doing for me. Mm. So yeah, let's operate at Square because it's better for you that we do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, we've got a lot of we've covered a lot of ground today. We got the comedy, we got wrestling, podcast, and acting, some life stuff here. Let's I, I guess I'll, I'll one more follow up too. In that vein. If you had to put, I mean, this isn't going to be probably not an easy question to answer, but off the top of your head, what's some of the best life advice you ever got? I think I think my main inspirations have come from watching people not do it right. Mm. So my best life advice, I would say, came from life itself. Yeah. And that's to watch who's around you and what decisions they make and be inspired to be like or dislike those people. So if mm-hmm. people are making good decisions around you, be like them. Yeah. You know, like cherry cherry pick the best parts of everybody and yeah. and, and kind of be that. But, you know, there there's it's tough because I can't off the top of my head right now, uh, you know, I might, it might come to me 20 minutes sure. from now. <laughs> think about like any direct advice that I received, but I think it might have been it might have been from my trainer, Eddie Valentine, because Eddie Valentine, when I was real young, he he got in my face. So like this is when he like I started training there before he became the trainer. So like day one, he was in my face and was was like and I've, I've reworded this so many times and I'm probably misquoting what he actually said. But what I tell what I tell people now, what I tell students, what I tell younger wrestlers all the time is. Do everything you do to serve the purpose that you believe you belong here. Mm. Serve, serve, serve the the narrative that you believe you belong here. Carry yourself on purpose, like you're here because you believed you belonged here. Really, like the 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 amount of steps. Okay, so think about think about it this way. So everybody in school, there's a baseball team, there's a basketball team, there's a wrestling team, there's a soccer team. There's there's teams you can do any of those other extracurricular activities at school and there's martial arts classes at every strip mall like there's a school how many wrestling schools do you know that are like really everybody knows about it right it's not mainstream it's not mainstream so if you if you seek that out if you put that effort forward you had to believe you absolutely belong there your passion, your calling told you you belong there. So while you're there, hold yourself like you've been there and you deserve it. I think that that has applied to everything else I do. Everything else I do, it, 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 it's funny because like, I carry myself like I look like I belong and I believe in myself so much that everywhere I go, people think I work at the places I'm at. <laughs> I have to always tell people, I don't work here. I'm like... <laughs> Oh, I thought you were like the manager or something. <laughs> nope. Sorry. So nope. Funny. <laughs> so. That's so funny. So, okay. Uh, on that note, is there anything, I obviously your podcast, anything else you want to promote? Uh, 
So go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Corey Castle, spelled as such below. If you're watching the video, if not, if you're just listening to the audio, it's C-O-R-Y-K-A-S-T-L-E, where you can check out my podcast on there, on YouTube, if you like to consume your podcast content on YouTube. If not, Spotify and Apple Podcasts evolving W slash, so not the full word with. But if you type in with on Google, or if you type in Corey Castle on Google, and if you spelled any of that wrong, it'll be like, did you mean this? <laughs> and that's that's a cool ass accomplishment in my life. I feel like I feel yeah. like that's a that's a level of importance where like uh, I'm Googleable enough. That's so true. That is good. <laughs> Googleable enough that people have spelled it wrong enough times <laughs> that they have gone ahead and spelled it correctly. But yes, check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Corey Castle, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, check out Evolving W slash Corey Castle. And dude, follow me on Twitter and Instagram for yeah. for all my silly jokes and stuff. All my uh, my stories, my Instagram stories are full of my, my screenshots of my tweets. My tweets at Corey Castle are all yeah. silly dad jokes and puns. So if you're up for that, you've, you're coming to the right place. That's awesome. I, I was actually looking up your Twitter and stuff now, too. I was like, just in case you want it, I'm like, I got you. <laughs> and uh, you also have a Corey Castle. It looks like TM on Instagram, too. I don't know if you promote that, too. but uh, No, no. no. Uh, the um, Are you talking about, does it say TM after my name? on? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, it's... It's not some. It's not something that's crucial to you searching. Okay. But okay. When, when, if you were to search me out and you saw Corey Castle, and then like it, it, it should say like Corey Castle of the world or something, yeah. that that would be me. <laughs> well, this has been awesome, Corey. Thank you so much for your time. It's yeah, been a dude. pleasure. And yeah. anytime, maybe we can have you back on sometime. Yeah, man, I I, I would enjoy that. All right, working fans podcast. We're be out. fun, have safe, keep evolving. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 